You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I am really excited because we have some great things laid up for this month for the podcast, but also some things that I'm doing in person. And this is just something I'm very passionate about. I mean, you probably tell by the stuff that I often talk about on social media and here, but I am really passionate about a few things when it comes to mental health. One, normalizing therapy going to therapy, and also normalizing spirituality and having what I like to call is spiritual fitness. And these are two things that we'll dive into today, but I wanted to read a testimonial that I recently got from a client. And I want to share this with you mostly because I want you to hear the impact of these two things that we're actually going to talk about, normalizing therapy and spirituality. And I want you to hear what she has said about her experience with coaching. So it says this, Jenny offers so much more than career coaching. I came to her after experiencing a significant personal trauma that left both my personal and professional life in shambles. When I started working with her, I was honestly dealing with feelings that I would rather not be alive. She brought me from a place of fear and hopelessness to the point where I was excited about my future and landing interviews for jobs that would fulfill my personal and financial goals. Jenny addresses the whole person, your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being, as she helps you prepare for the next steps in your career. Every time I thought I was facing an obstacle that Jenny couldn't help me with, she had an exercise, a worksheet, or a book recommendation that addressed my concerns. Okay, I share this with you two reasons. One, this person was simultaneously in therapy when she was doing coaching. Very important for where she was at. And then the other thing is bringing this idea of spirituality into play. And when we go through something that is traumatic, that is really difficult, that is normally when we will perhaps rely on therapy or rely on spirituality. And I think that that is a great thing. And I think it's very important for us to start normalizing it before these events happen. And while it's not a requirement for my clients to be in therapy or to have gone to therapy before they come and coach with me. 
it is something that I highly encourage my clients to do. And what ends up actually happening is that most people that do come to me, come to me from therapy. And in particular, there are several therapists that refer me often when they feel like the person is at a point where they can then be in a coaching container. So I think a couple things to be considering. One, we need to talk about the differences between therapy and coaching. Two, when do we actually do therapy? And three, what is the role of spirituality in our mental health? And so we'll look at a few things here. Um, I want to give an analogy when it comes to the differences between therapy and coaching. So just like if you say sprained your shoulder, let's say you tore your rotator cuff, okay? And you had to get surgery and then you had to go to physical therapy to start to get proper range of motion back into your shoulder to restore the function of the shoulder. Then after you've done that, you might start to go see a personal trainer. And while there's overlap between the exercises that you might do, there is a difference in the approach. So essentially, the physical therapist helps you restore that baseline. You're coming in with what they would call like an injury, and you are then restoring the function back and to a baseline. And then when you go to the trainer, then you're increasing that performance on top of that. You might strengthen the shoulder, but it already has generally a good range of motion and you need to continue doing that work. The good thing about a coach that is credentialed and that has experience with therapy and coaching is that they understand that and they know that there is a little bit of a gray area and they can support you in that area. And I think that this is where people get really confused because coaching is not therapy. Um, but there is a little bit of overlap. So I like to think of it as a Venn diagram, just like, it's not like the personal trainer wouldn't do maybe some of those exercises with you or refer back to some of these things that you did in therapy with the physical therapist. They wouldn't completely neglect that. They would take more of a holistic approach. And I think this is really important, at least in the style of coaching that I do, because a lot of my clients do come to me from therapy. So let's get back to this idea of just therapy in general, in general, common misconceptions about therapy and why people avoid it. And there's reasons why I think that you need to be thinking about this, even if you are someone that normalizes therapy. Like for me, it just seems so obvious to me that we would do therapy or that someone would do therapy. However, I realize like this is not common. There is a really big stigma surrounding therapy and spirituality. So I think it's important for us to just recognize some of these things that other people might be thinking so that one, we can be compassionate towards them and understanding and perhaps even be able to be in conversation with them about this and start to give them alternative perspectives about why it might be supportive to other people. We don't have to convince them. We're not here to convince anybody. 
we're just here for us to perhaps look at different areas or different ways of thinking about it. So one of the things around like around therapy and the misconceptions around it is that it's only for people with a severe mental illness or for people that are quote unquote weak. So a lot of people will just auto like a default opt out of therapy because they think that they think, oh, it's only for people with mental illnesses or severe mental illnesses, or they need to actually, um, you know, it means that they are, they're weak and they can't go because they can't solve this themselves. And those are just not true. (laughs) So in fact, going to therapy is an act of courage. It's brave. And it's something that people with just, if you're human, you probably have had some experiences in your life that have challenged you. And therapy can be really supportive to work through those past experiences and understand why you are the way that you are. And that's a really big difference between coaching and therapy is that therapy will dive into that. It dives into this these past-based experiences. And every therapy is going to be a little bit different. There's different styles of therapy, but I'm speaking from my experience. So at least with my therapist that I went to for, from when I was 18 until I was like 28 for 10 years. And then I ended up seeing someone else. This was a really big thing. It's like, well, you know, kind of just getting the validation around stuff was really supportive, but also starting to understand why I was showing up in relationships, the way that I was showing up. Why I was repeating certain patterns. And so therapy really dives into that why. So a big thing to be considering about therapy is like if we take this idea of curiosity into our self-development, into our growth, instead of judging it as something that is weak, we can actually start to see like, oh, I'm just here to learn. And that's the way that I like to normalize therapy is it's just a tool for you to learn about yourself. And while that might be scary, I totally get it. You know, finding a therapist that you really trust is really important. So you might have to shop around just like with coaches. You know, you might need to do a consultation with somebody. You might want to get a referral from someone that you really trust. But having that level of trust with somebody is going to be essential. And knowing that there's that confidentiality in place is also, I think, really supportive. So another misconception around therapy is that it's something that you only need to do when you have a really big event in your life. And I like to actually look at it, and this kind of overlaps with what we were talking about before, but I like to look at it as a proactive thing as well. Um, You don't need to necessarily have one big event (laughs) that has happened in order to go to therapy. You can go to therapy just because you want to explore and get curious about how you show up in your life and why you do. And perhaps even dissecting family dynamics, relationships, patterns, maybe you're experiencing anxiety or you know feelings of depression or something like that. And you wanna to start to simply just understand this better understand yourself better. Another really big thing I think that people, you know, might avoid therapy is because of 
like the time that it'll take or feeling like it's going to be like, like this drudgery of an experience. And it doesn't actually have to be that way. I know that I've sp- spoken to people before that have reached out to me and they're like, hey, you know, I came to you because I didn't want quote unquote hand holding therapy. And the thing is, is that, you know, we got to meet people where they're at, one, but two, like, I think it's important for you to process this stuff out loud alongside the person that you're working with. Like, hey, this is like, go- if you're, if you're as scared of this stuff, do express this in therapy. Like, hey, these are some things that I'm concerned about. I don't want to feel this way every time I'm showing up. And that's what I'm scared about. Or I don't want to, um, you know, always talk about this thing every time I show up or whatever it is, right? Like you, this can actually be your groundwork for therapy. Um, So the fact that we might even be nervous about it is probably the invitation to actually dive into it. Remember, like, resistance is really that that place that we want to lean into versus running away from. Because whatever we resist will persist. And that is, I think, really a big invitation for us to seek therapy, to try it out, to see. And that goes hand in hand with spirituality. Um, I think... You know, a lot of people will automatically say, you know, therapy or like, I'm sorry, spirituality is woo-woo or, you know, there's nothing to that or it's a bunch of like quackery or something like that. And while we can probably find examples where that is true, your experience does not have to be that way. So we automatically just being mindful that people put these labels on things in order to avoid the thing that they might be actually scared of. And spiritual practices and the stigma around them can actually cause people to dig themselves into a deeper hole and more resistance, just like we do with therapy. And the impact of this is that the people around them around the people that have these stigmas will not be truthful to themselves, will not seek therapy, will not try out spiritual practices. And that is scary. So even if we have some type of judgment around these things, I think it's very important to be mindful about what we're saying to people. And if you are someone, and hopefully if you're listening to this podcast that does support these things, that does believe in spiritual practices and therapy, and it's been really supportive for you, I encourage you to talk about it more. I encourage you to be transparent about your experiences. And if you did not have a great experience with a therapist, find someone else. Don't give up on that. I, I, you know, I like it too. And you might think this is silly, but like I used to teach yoga and like I would go to yoga classes and sometimes I'd be like, oh my gosh, that was the best yoga class ever. And I remember, you know, talking to other people, I'm like, oh, really? I didn't like that. And it's just like finding, you know, a fitness instructor. There are going to be people that you absolutely love and imagine people that you cannot stand. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion when it comes to that. And it's okay. It doesn't make that person good or bad. It just makes it, okay, hey, I didn't vibe with this person. So I encourage you to try it out again. Maybe 
talk to other people about it. And I think that the more that we do talk about therapy and our experiences with therapy, it encourages people to be like, oh, Shay, like that person's done therapy before. I can ask them who they saw. And it just allows us to have and normalize these conversations around something that could really make the difference for someone else. It could save someone's life. It could get somebody out a cycle out of a cycle of depression. It could get somebody out of an abusive relationship. So if you realize the impact, the ripple impact, the ripple effect that you have by talking about your experience around these things, it'll probably pull you forward to do so. Now, when it comes to spirituality, I have been talking a lot about the research by Dr. Lisa Miller from Columbia University on social media and, and whatnot. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. But she has been able to prove there's hard data that having a spiritual core, essentially practicing spirituality, is a neurodivergent for the diseases of despair, depression, anxiety, and suicide. And she has even reported that um, that they have been able, I, I think it's somewhere in the military, and you guys, I'm going to have to find the research on this, but um, she reported it, and if you look up on YouTube, neuroscience, um, the Neuroscience of Spirituality by Dr. Lisa Miller, she has a really beautiful video, I'll link it in the show notes, um, around this data and this information. She talks about the brain scans and what happens in people's brains and what it means to practice spirituality. So I would highly encourage you watching that. But in that video, she talks about being able to reduce the suicide rate by, I think it was like 30% within a certain arm of the military. And you guys, like, if that doesn't get you moving in the direction of like, okay, well, what is spirituality? What are my spiritual practices? Then I don't know what will, but just like you do physical exercises, spiritual exercises are just as important for our mental health. And we really need to stop making that sound like it's something woo-woo and weird. You can totally get woo-woo and weird with your spiritual practices, but honestly, they're simple things and they might even be things that you already do. It's just the connection and the awareness of it is going to actually allow it to flourish more, allow it allow you to like relate to it more. So it could be things like walking outside, being in awe and wonder, practicing curiosity, um, asking yourself bigger questions. It doesn't have to be like meditating for an hour a day and, you know, doing ayahuasca. <laughs> like, you know, it can be stuff that's very simple. It's being community with people that have similar values and beliefs as you. Perhaps it's advocating for something alongside someone else. Okay, so I know this has been like kind of a lot of tangents, but the reason I wanted to check this off this month with this podcast is just because we know and I know the impact of therapy, psychotherapy, and spirituality on mental health. And unfortunately, there are still there's stigmas around these things and there doesn't need to be. And I, I want to encourage you that if you have gotten support from a therapist and, you know, 
you haven't spoke to people about it and if you're comfortable speaking to people about it to allow it to, to normalize it even if you need to bring a fun light to it you know like hey i'm go i i'm sorry i can't do that i'm actually have a, an appointment with my therapist hashtag mental health like normalize this um just like if you were to go get a massage but you know that might even be something that you feel guilty about or you feel weird about sharing with other people so like let's start to normalize the things that we do for our mental health so that we invite other people to also talk about them instead of being hush hush i think this includes at work i think this includes within your family with your kids with your mom and the people around you you know anybody that's around you i know that older generations more mature generations like this might not be so normal to them and it might be hard to talk to them about this and i get it we're not here to convince people we're just here to share experience because it might inspire them to also talk about their experience or perhaps to reach out to you and you can be like hey yeah I actually know someone I love my therapist or this is how I found my therapist or these are my spiritual practices that I do or I've really realized like by practicing these things have increased my connection to spirituality and I'm working on my spiritual fitness whatever it is so together Let's start to really take down the stigma around therapy and spiritual health for the sake of mental health. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast and I really appreciate you being here and I'm excited for what's to come this month for the next episodes. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to my newsletter, The Well. I send out a monthly download where you get more information, great tips, practical things, things that extend outside of this podcast that I don't talk about on the podcast. So definitely connect with me there. And I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at Wellwolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.